1: Good, good choice.
0: I was like a little worried. But like, what if we know. watch
1: an actual Chinese language movie? Well, I'll like, say
0: ni hao ma or something. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out something. Because I'll ironically,
1: some... no one actually says those words in this movie.
0: But it's Chinatown.
1: <laughs> it is Chinatown, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, how's it going, Mita? Uh,
0: it's going. I'm living and breathing. Oh, are we still take... doing that? <laughs> I will, I mean, I'm still living and I'm still breathing. So. Okay. <laughs> It's just who I am now.
1: Okay. You were just always living and breathing?
0: Yes. I am alive.
1: So, Mitha, the last time we spoke, the Oscars had just ended. And this is a lie. Mitha and I speak every day. But the last time we recorded, (laughs) the Oscars (laughs) had just ended.
0: We talk via text message, not like live talk.
1: No, but But regularly Mitha and I text. Uh, The backlash to Anthony Hopkins winning has been weird.
0: It's intense.
1: (laughs) And like... Wildly unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't understand how the Oscars work, <laughs> like I or think how we...
1: awards work.
0: <laughs> work, yeah. Like I don't think they realize that like nobody knows who wins. The only people who know are like the accountants,
1: yes, <laughs> Price Waterhouse scoopers, <laughs> yeah,
0: who like count the ballots. But the producers don't know. No, they don't. Who's going to win? Which in some ways, like okay, yeah, that's really like you were hoping that it was gonna be.
1: They banked on it. So they said, there was an interview with ABC, um, one of the execs from ABC, and they said, we actually thought this is how this was going to pan out, and we were wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: At the end, he says, this is what we thought, we were wrong, but at the end of the day, you're still talking about it, which is 100% the truth. Yeah.
0: People will talk about this one for years to come.
1: Yeah. Someone called it as bad as the crash upset. And I was like, (laughs) absolutely not." (laughs) not.
0: It is like the it, no, that is like, oh. Can oh. I say
1: that really, it really bothers me when I read some of the comments because it's clearly by people who haven't seen, who probably haven't even seen Ma Raimi, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah. Even though it's on Netflix and anybody can go and watch it. And it's free.
1: Well, if you have a Netflix account, you should be able to watch it. But it's definitely by people who haven't seen The Father and probably by people who haven't seen Ma Raimi. Yeah.
0: And so they're just like, oh, he should have won. But it's like, no, 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 you need to watch both movies watch and decide.
1: Who wins? Because who should have won, won. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. Multiple and... critics have said, I pointed this out in a text message, multiple critics have said that this is Anthony Hopkins' career-defining best performance. And this is the man who created Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. So let that sink in. Like People are saying this is his best performance when that man made one of the best villains of all time.
0: And like I always like to think when I look at who's nominated... Which actors could do what roles? Mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman couldn't do what Anthony Hopkins did in The Father, no. at least like not right now in not his right career. Not right now, but and I and I think Anthony Hopkins could do what Chadwick Boseman did in Maury. I mean, so probably
1: did in some form in some yeah, movie, in something over his, that we haven't yeah. seen or on the yeah. stage because he's
0: yeah because he's, he's Sir a stage Anthony. actor too. Yeah. He's Sir
1: Anthony, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I
1: just think it's it's so like it's this. So it was funny because this week my, my brother is significantly younger. He's 23. And he decided to try to explain to my parents what cancel culture was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was at the dinner table. For and that even one. <laughs>
1: my parents were like, So what? If you don't like him, you just try to cancel him. And my brother was like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, It's garbage. It's a garbage mentality to have that just because you don't agree with something, that you're trying to get it, trying to not make it a thing. This is a man who has a career spanning decades. That you're trying to discredit for a decision made by other people.
0: Exactly. And like here's the thing about cancel culture. Because I'll say, like, as a viewer of things, like I've been trying to cancel things in my own life for a long time. Like I've been saying we should cancel Charlie Sheen for a really long yeah. time. Or any Chuck Lore sitcom. I was like, yeah. no, we should not watch Two and a Half Men and we should not watch the Big Bang Theory. But can I But I, just I say didn't th- force that on other no. people. That's the difference.
1: And your reasons were also because they're not good. <laughs>
0: they're not good. Uh, yeah. There's no substance there. There's Millie, no some substance there. stop watching Big Bang Theory on my Cream account.
1: <laughs> You're better than that.
0: Yeah. We're all better than that.
1: We're all but I'm not forcing that
0: opinion on you, Millie. Make your decisions. No. But I, I just don't agree with it.
1: No. And I agree with that. I just think it's. I just find it so fascinating. And here, the, my thing is, is that I think if Chadwick Boseman had been alive,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think he would have been nominated, but he wouldn't have been considered the front runner. No. I think Anthony Hopkins would have sweeped this, this season because it was the obvious choice. I think Chadwick Boseman won because he gave a very good performance in an okay film and then unfortunately passed away.
0: And that a lot of the comparisons that have been coming up is Heath Ledger for the. Not
1: the same thing. Heath Ledger. You don't think so? Heath Ledger, that performance defined that film.
0: I'm trying to remember who else was nominated that year, though.
1: I will say this. Yeah. I think him winning would have been a harder sell if he had been alive. Yeah. I I like I will say because that that like, if, because so, he was just someone playing those the are Joker. That are nominated for yes, actors. yeah. I think there would have been a push. I'm sure he would have been nominated. I don't know if he would have been the runaway, but he would have deserved to win. Mm-hmm. That performance is is yeah. it, it redefined the genre. Mm-hmm.
0: And he literally so, died
1: because of it. He, and he died because of it. And so like it it is different. But I will say that he might not have been. It might have not have been a runaway success the way it was, giving, given that he passed away.
0: Yeah.. <sighs> uh, Oy what a time to be what alive.:
1: So speaking of cancel culture, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if this is going to segue properly, but like bear with me. <laughs> okay. So I have been watching the Sopranos. Yes. I'm on Were season canceling the Sopranos? I'm not canceling the okay. Sopranos. However, I'm on season six, so I'm almost done actually. I only have like half of the season left, so about 10 episodes. Uh-huh. Um, and I have really enjoyed it. It is very good. However, I find sometimes it's a very hard show to like.
0: Okay. Despite
1: being compelled to watch it.
0: I think that's what people the whole point like is, about it. The yeah. whole point of it is that like there are terrible people but that's kind of what the world is. Well, okay. So to be honest, I have seen bits and pieces of The Sopranos throughout the years, Mm -hmm. but I've never sat down and watched it front to end. And like, I know the ending and I know the premise of the show and I know some plot points, but Mm -hmm. I've never sat down because I've never been compelled to be like, I should watch all of The Sopranos.
1: All of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of The Sopranos. I find it interesting. And it's a question I have because this is a show that is extremely violent. It's misogynistic to, like, I, I don't think I've seen a TV show that is this misogynistic. Mm-hmm. It is homophobic. It is racist. These are these characters that are meant to be antiheroes in this world. So you're, they're meant to be kind of the antithesis to what, a, a like, a good person is meant to be. Yeah. However, when you are selling a show as, as this, there is some level of you're still selling it. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. Anthony Anthony Soprano is all these things. He's a misogynist. Yeah. He has hit women. He is a murderer. And, 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 and. Yeah. But he is still your main character. And so he's still your protagonist. And your antagonist is law enforcement.
0: I think that's why people like it, though.
1: But what I'm saying is that at, to some level, there is a level of the creators and the behind the show you are... You're there's responsible a tacit, for you're that? responsible for it. There's a tacit there's a tacit amount of acceptance of it. Why
0: are you Even, kind of glorifying this? You are glo- that's
1: the word I couldn't get to my you are glorifying it. You are definitely glorifying it to some degree. Yeah. And there's there you can see this is a, an intelligence show. It's a very well written. It's very well made, but there's a broness about it that The wrong person can see this. I can totally see this. The wrong person seeing it, not understanding it, and misinterpreting it.
0: And running with it, yeah. And running with it. I think also, though, like, you have to think about the time that this was released. Yes. Like, social media wasn't a thing. Like, Reddit wasn't a thing. Like, people didn't go watch these programs and then go on the internet and kind of, like, fantasize about them. Or at least, like, if there was fan fiction, it, it was all very covert and like it wasn't out there for anybody to have access to and now it's so different that you if this was on the air today, I can see a ton of teenage boys, like, just idolizing Tony Soprano and thinking he's a he shit. When yeah. it's like, no, she's a very problematic human being. Very
1: problematic human yeah. being. And everyone he knows is very problematic, including his own wife.
0: Yeah. And at the time, like, HBO wasn't so accessible. Like, you had to yes. pay for HBO. And, like, granted, yes, you do now, but it's a little bit different. Like, mm-hmm. streaming is is so much more so accessible easy. than it was yeah. then and so like you know it was adults who were watching the sopranos like it wasn't like kids who who could just turn on the tv and it would be yeah. there yeah and so i think time wise that makes sense but i it's interesting you brought that up because my dad recently like got into breaking bad mm-hmm. And I only... I've never watched it. I only know the premise that he becomes, like, a drug dealer. And it's showing this character as he evolves into those things. And I keep joking with my dad. I was like, don't get any ideas from him. (laughs) Like, don't don't come in and tell me you're selling meth one day. You've never seen Meet the Father.
1: That's why it's as funny an idea.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, no, like, I guess that was on during a time, though, when it was more accessible. Like, when that was... What like Recent. 2008? Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many kids saw that or saw Jesse Pinkman and was like, "Oh, he's cool." Yeah, oh, it's, it's and I, I I
1: wonder if a show like The Sopranos could get made today. Oh no! It's weird because while I watch it, I'm clearly I'm six seasons in. like I'm not like <laughs> I'm not against the show. I enjoy yeah. it. I appreciate it for what it is. I watch a lot of stuff and I watch, I ha, I don't discriminate against what I watch. And even though I find maybe Tony Soprano problematic and even the portrayal of him problematic in terms of what an audience might expect from him. Mm-hmm. I still think it's, 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 it's a great show. I think it's a very well made show. It's very well written, but I still, I, I think it's sad the fact that it wouldn't get made today That's because true. the people are, don't, can't tell the difference. Well, Do you know what I mean? Because
0: they're bringing back Dexter, and, like, oh. Dexter was always complicated because, yes, he's a serial killer, but he's killing other killers or killers, he's killing yeah. other bad people. And that was on during a time where social media wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be I think it'll be really interesting to see that come back on, like, what they do with it and what that response is in the media. Yeah. yeah. And then is it going to open up to, like, kids who are in high school now who are too young to watch it when it was on? And sort of what their responses are. Because one of the annoying things about TikTok is, like, mm-hmm. people are re-watching these, like, older shows. And they, oh. they, don't, they don't get it. They just don't get it. Yeah. They don't know. And it makes me so mad.
1: <laughs> one of my biggest pet peeves. So I'm fasting right now. And I woke up today to eat breakfast at, like, 3.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And suddenly in my head, I was like, you know what really annoys me? It's people who like to break down Friends as a problematic show.
0: Oh, my God. Just On, want to be on the social
1: media. <laughs> and I'm just like, first of all, you like 20 year old millennial. This show was not made for you because no. you weren't around at the time. So this was made for people who lived in a time. And this was the world. Yeah. We can't go around trying to correct everything all the time and then say, this is problematic. We can't watch this. And I'm like, no, man, it's fine. We have evolved and we learn. But like, does not make friends any less funny? I'm sorry.
0: Mm. It doesn't. It's interesting, we're talking about problematic people.
1: Oh,
0: um, okay. <laughs> so, well, I, should we segue or no?
1: Yeah, no, I think yeah, we're going to okay. segue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if
1: you're going to segue, you've got you to gotta segue.
0: We're talking about problematic people because the movie that we watched this week yes. is directed by a problematic person which we'll we'll get into Mm -hmm. um but before we do i i'll announce to you that we watched chinatown this week yes we did which was very exciting Mm -hmm. um and so i will tell you the imdb description for it chinatown is about a private detective hired to expose an adulterer finds himself caught up in a web of deceit corruption and murder
1: yes that is that is that's chinatown (laughs) And it's Chinatown, baby. Yeah, it's
0: Chinatown. Nadim, tell us why you chose for me to watch Chinatown.
1: So this is my first pick for you. And I meditated a lot. And I went back. I went between like four or five movies about what I should make my first pick for you. Mm-hmm. And much like you mentioned last week, my picks for you are divided into a few categories. Some of them are essential viewing. As a cinema watcher, You have to. Ha- I think you should have seen certain films. And as my partner, there are certain movies I want you to see. There's movies mm-hmm. that I feel passionately about that might not matter so much in this film lexicon, but they have been important in po- and some of them have been like integral in certain aspects of my life. And then there's things that I think you have to experience. Okay. So that's how they're divided. Chinatown fits into the this is essential viewing as a cinema goer and this is essential viewing for me because Chinatown is my favorite American film.
0: Wow! Of
1: all of all of the movies that have come out of North America, yeah, Chinatown is my all-time favorite film for a variety of reasons, and we'll get into them. <laughs> yeah. But this to me is a perfect film. I think it's it is an incredibly written film. It's beautifully acted. Mm-hmm. It's it is it it maintains your interest from start to finish. And I remember distinctly the first time I watched this. I was in my twenties, and I've watched it multiple times over the years. But when I was, I was enthralled by this. And I think this is one of the first movies that really pulled me in to movie magic. Yeah. Bollywood had a way of really, you know, defining my taste and my love for cinema. But I think Chinatown was the one that made me see and appreciate good movies and what what the difference between a good movie and a bad movie really is. Like when you start watching good cinema and you start watching movies that are well made and are still entertaining and thought provoking and all of that, it's hard to go back. And to me, Chinatown was the film that really opened that that world to me and said, Hey, this is what a movie really should look like and I've never been able to get over it. So I would- yeah. And so that's why I picked this as my first movie for you, because I was like, I, I contemplated not, I contemplated giving it to you later, but I was like, no, I think we start big for the first one.
0: Yeah, start off on a, a good foot.
1: So now I am very nervous to find out <laughs> what you've thought about it.
0: Well, I was going to say, like, this nails every part of, like, what a movie should be um, yeah. on the head. Like, the screenplay itself is just, it's so well written. Like, yeah. it. it it's a ride. It's an it's, It is. It's a ride. Yeah. And like you're following um Jake along in the story and like that I think is just what is really good storytelling. Mm-hmm. But then acting wise, like everybody is just as phenomenal in this. Even like Faye Dunaway, who I don't particularly enjoy i think i have realized as a person
1: G- generally speaking
0: <laughs> generally speaking i don't oh, think i parfait. enjoy her very much <laughs> but I, she's very good in this um and then like even things like the cinematography like looking at this movie is is just beautiful as mm-hmm. well and i can totally see why this is like your. Top favorite American yeah. film, and why this is so high on your list. And I, I did really enjoy watching it. So I'm glad that you picked it as oh. your first one. Yeah. Thanks. My first note from it, though. Yes. How many times do you think Leonardo DiCaprio has watched Jack Nicholson <laughs> in Chinatown?
1: I know, right? <laughs>
0: do you see it? Is it yeah, absolutely.
1: Me? No, yeah. like, absolutely. I think, I think a lot of people have watched Chinatown a lot. Yeah. And I think, like, I think it, I think it, as a piece of filmmaking, like, n- like research material almost. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's big. I think a lot of people reference this in terms of, like, cinematography. As a screenplay, it is regarded as...
0: W- one of the some best peop- screenplays. One of
1: the best. Some people regard it as the single best screenplay ever written. Mm-hmm. Because it is... There is twists and turns that unfold so naturalistically in this that, like, the moment the movie starts and it's kind of like... It just... Things just kind of move. And they move very naturally. But one thing I read about later on was that when Robert Town wrote this, he wrote it from Jake's perspective. So everything that he experiences, we experience at the same With time. With him, yeah. With him. So there's no dramatic irony in that, like, we know something that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And everything happens the way he... We also experience it the same way. So when there's a phone call, we only hear the voice. When he sees something, we only see it. We don't hear the conversation. Like, you know what? It's it's exactly how he experiences it. So everything he's going through, the confusion, the frustration, we have that same feeling that he's going through. And that is so masterful.
0: It's so smart. And like, I think typically, especially with film noir, when you're trying to do that, there would be like a narrator's voice or there'd be someone kind of like helping you along the way. But when it's a mystery and you're trying to solve something, that doesn't make sense. You shouldn't have somebody in your ear telling you, What's going
1: on? Yeah, and I remember, I remember just watching this and like experiencing, like for the, you know, this is a spoiler review. It's hard to get by it, and if you haven't seen Chinatown, honestly, stop listening to this and go watch Chinatown. Go watch
0: it. Yeah, it's
1: it's an experience, and like the twists are, it's it's a, it is a it is a an ex, a movie to experience. So I think you should. I think that experience is better than this experience, if I'm being honest. So don't listen to us. Go watch Chinatown. Rude. That said. <laughs> You know, the first thing that happens when you find out that the person pretending to be Evelyn Mulray isn't Evelyn Mulray, and then how the movie kind of, like, progresses when Ida Sessions actually calls him on the phone, things just happen, and you're not expecting them to happen. There's a really, like, things just kind of unfold, and they, they happen suddenly, but at the exact moment they're meant to happen in that screenplay. Not a moment sooner, not a moment later. So... It, and it all builds to one of my favorite endings of, like, all time in a movie. And I'm not talking about the, the, the giant twist, but I'm just talking about that scene in Chinatown. Damn. And her and her getting shot in the eye. And then the whole thing just walking away and being like, wait, this is it? This is it? it. This is, yeah. Is,
0: how realistic is that, too? Yeah. Because that's totally what would happen. That's, that's
1: what would happen. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. And, like, as it's unfolding, you're kind of like, but wait. There's no way out of this. Like, you're trying to think of, like... How would you
0: w- wrap this up with a bow?
1: Yeah, and, and there's so many ways to wrap it up with a bow. It would be so easy for, you know... To get
0: justice. To get
1: justice, <laughs> but the point is that it doesn't happen that way. No.
0: The thing I really loved about it, though, is that, like, kind of all the red herrings that are involved in there, because mm. watching this, I thought that this was about water, and I, to be <laughs> honest, like, I wasn't very excited about that. I was like, yeah. oh, great, infrastructure, like... <laughs> that's so thrilling yeah but then you know as jake is investigating and he's finding out all these things you as a viewer are going through those same motions and you realize oh no this is not about water this is about some other. i'm not going to spoil too much because i think people should go watch it but it's not about water
1: (laughs) but i want to know what did you think (laughs) like when you were watching it what did you experience i want to know what you're like your your first time watching this, what was that experience like? And I, where did you think it was going? And how did you feel about where it went?
0: So the classic, she's my daughter, my sister, yeah. my daughter, <laughs> yeah. my sister. I have heard that before. Yeah, it's a it, very I, famous line. And I'm trying to remember where I've seen it, like, recreated.
1: So there's a, one of my favorite recreations of it is from Modern Family.
0: That might be it, yeah. And he says, <laughs> but
1: he says, my sister, my partner, my sister, my partner. Yeah. <laughs> That's where... Yeah. But it is done a lot. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah. That was the real like twist for me when we meet the first Mrs. Mulray. So I made the mistake of like quickly looking at the IMDb. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that Faye Dunaway plays Evelyn Mulray. And I was like, huh, mm. like that doesn't make sense yeah. to me. So that I kind of caught on to. Um, but it's really that that sister mother mother sister part where yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to it too just to like watch the slaps. Yeah, because I I didn't know where that was going. Like I genuinely was surprised. I was like, who is this girl that she is taking yeah. care of? Like why is she there? And then I was like, is this a mother dearest situation? Yeah, like is Faye Dunaway playing the same part that she already played? Mm. <laughs> but no like just actually just thrilled and literally like i watched it sitting on my bed on my laptop Mm -hmm. i know you hate that (laughs) (laughs) but i almost dropped my laptop (laughs) 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 because i was just so shocked and like i had a sudden movement to it which is what a movie should do especially when it's a mystery movie and you want to have these like surprises and you want the audience to learn things as you're as they're watching Mm -hmm. um it just is very successful in that and it's it's a pure joy to watch
1: it is. It it's is, so right? entertaining. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That being said, okay. <laughs> I don't like the Evelyn character. I have a lot of... Pro- I know we just talked about problematic people <laughs> and cancel culture and stuff like that. And I know this is of the time and when you think about film noir and you think about that genre and like Raymond Chandler, the women in these films and these movies are just terribly written. Yeah. Just like actually horrible.
1: And I will say... Evelyn, I I agree. I think women in general, back then women were badly written. And then in noir, noir is such a, it's such a male-centric genre. Mm -hmm. It's always from a male's perspective. And women play a secondary part in it. And in this, her character is actually probably the most written in any noir. Yeah. But she's still so underwritten.
0: So, um, yeah. And like, why did she sleep with him? (laughs) Like, was that really necessary?
1: I think she... Was vulnerable, first and foremost. Okay. Like, she had just lost her husband, and he was...
0: You just lose your husband, you're going to go jump in in the sack with someone else?
1: Not necessarily. And, like, I, I completely agree with that. And, like, even yeah. w- watching it, when I watched it this time, I was just like, is that something you would do? And, look, maybe I'm a little, like, rose-colored glasses, and I can explain it away easily and be like, yeah. but... So, but I get what you're saying. But, yeah. like, I think it's a bit questionable, and that it tends to happen a lot in movies. Mm-hmm. When a spouse dies, the spouse goes to sleep with someone. And I guess we're very fortunate that we haven't experienced that to know. Like, is that something that happens to people? Like, what yeah. is that something? Because it, it, it's it very possible. on date line. No. But I mean, it's some like, I mean, apparently it happens a lot, right? You lose your spouse and you it's I, maybe it's not you're not looking for sexual gratification, but you might be, you might be so vulnerable. You're looking for the comfort and the sex is just a secondary kind of thing that comes of it. Mm-hmm. So I, that's how I'd That's how I justify it in my head because it's easy to be like, well, this is, that's what it is. I don't get why she's so enamored with him. That's the yeah. one thing I don't get the sex. I actually can explain, but how she feels about him after and the don't leave, don't leave. That's kind of questionable, but also I think she's vulnerable and she's, also become because she was abused she's become so dependent on men
0: and that's the thing i i think i would have loved that to have been explored more Mm -hmm. like i think chinatown and i think it's going to be i might have misread this but it's going to be adapted into a tv series
1: i hope not don't touch this
0: i think it's david fincher though
1: oh my god so many emotions i don't know what to feel
0: (laughs) breaking news do you want me to double check this
1: Yeah. Is that real? I don't know if
0: it's, they're remaking it or it's a, they're making a film about the making of Chinatown.
1: That I would be okay with. But don't give me a... Oh, it's
0: a prequel. So it's a TV series that's going to be a prequel.
1: About Jake or about Evelyn?
0: I think about Jake. Which is like, do we need that? No, but yeah. about Evelyn, yes, do it. Because
1: <laughs> the the biggest thing about film noirs is it's never the detective is less the the interesting character. It's whatever he's investigating what's, that's um, yeah. often more interesting.
0: And that's why you can put him in different scenarios. Yeah, and yeah, which is like what's going to be exciting about Knives Out is that they're going to have the Daniel Craig character yes, exactly. and all these different yeah, which I'm very excited about. But uh, Robert Town is working on it too.
1: Okay, that okay. gives me a little bit more. I'm a little bit better, more okay with that.
0: You're better. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's a prequel series, which would be interesting. Think about what that would. Think about how David Fincher is going to make that look.
1: Yeah, that could like, that like could that's be pretty sexy. Oh so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Ooh. I'll yeah. withhold judgment.
0: <laughs> I want to talk about Roman Polanski. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, I'm like,
1: we've talked about this movie, but we have not touched on The
0: Roman of it all. The
1: Roman of it all.
0: So I found it really interesting that you picked up his movie. Polanski I think, film. Yes. But while I was watching this, I was like, no, I'm okay with this. And here's why. So I had on my list, I had a Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. I had Scoop, because I really enjoy Scoop and mm-hmm. I think it it's a it's a bop. But then I recently watched Alan versus Pharaoh. Mm-hmm.
1: Have you seen it? I haven't. No,
0: you haven't. I've been I've watching been... the
1: Sopranos meet them.
0: Yes, I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> um, I, it's only four episodes, so it's not, okay. it's after, not...
1: after the Sopranos.
0: Yeah. Take a look at it because it did really make me think about Woody Allen as a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and there's definitely some evidence there that I'll just say like, I fully, I do believe that he molested his daughter. And I think mm-hmm. that there, we have been idolizing him for way too long. And I, I, as a viewer, I made the promise to myself that I'm not going to watch his movies anymore. Really? Yeah. Because Woody Allen, granted the the last like two decades, he's had a lot of really good films that he's not in. And those are fine. But the ones where he's in them Mm -hmm. and the one he's just so present and the film has so much of him and his personality. And like you can watch something and say, that's a Woody Allen movie. But with Roman Polanski, like, I don't know if I could watch Rosemary's Baby, this, and like, The Pianist, and I'd be able to say, like, these are all Roman Polanski films. Like, I th- I don't think he has, uh, like, a distinct aesthetic to yeah. what he does. For me to say, like, I'm kind of cr- creeped out and grossed out about what he's doing. That'll be th- saying, if you don't know, Roman Polanski committed statutory rape to a 13-year-old girl in, I think, like, right... Right, After around
1: this? this, yeah, and then around. fled the country.
0: And then fled the country. And since then has not returned to the United States, because if he does, he will be... Arrested. Was he prosecuted, though?
1: No, he, 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 he was... He fled during trial? Yeah, or before trial, or... You can Google be, that. You can Google it. <laughs> yeah. there It's a lot. It's a big story. There's a lot to go on there. Roman Polanski has experienced a lot in his life, because you also might not realize... If you have watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Margot Robbie, the character of, what's her name, Sharon Tate, Tate. um, that Margot Robbie plays, that's actually Roman Polanski's wife. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: Roman Polanski was married to Sharon Tate, and Sharon Tate was carrying their unborn child when she was murdered by Charles Manson. Yeah. Roman Polanski has experienced a lot. He has ancestry that was in the Holocaust, he has this thing that happened with Sharon Tate, and then the statutory rape, and then he fled the country. So, not to say that just because what he experienced what he did with Sharon justifies statutory rape. I want to make that extremely clear. That is not what I'm saying. I am just saying that Roman has had a very colorful life. That is probably what makes him an excellent filmmaker. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly of it is probably what makes him, because he has experienced so many ups and downs, and done so many questionable things in his life and all of that, that's probably what makes him such a great filmmaker, because he has a larger perspective on life in general. I have always had a very hard time with Roman Polanski, because he is a predator, for all intents and purposes, who has made two of my all-time favorite movies. I cannot deny this this and Rosemary's Baby, I adore, I adore these two films. And they are such exquisitely made pieces of art. They're so well done. At times, it has has been very hard for me to separate the man from the art. But I think the difference between Roman Polanski and Woody Allen, at least... And again, maybe this is what I say to justify to myself, is that Woody Allen, like you're saying, puts himself in front of the camera a lot. Yeah. And if you look at his best work, Annie Hall, or arguably his best work, he is the main character in it. Annie Hall is actually secondary to... I forget Woody Allen's character's name in it. I think my favorite Woody Allen film is Match Point, and Ro- and for- fortunately Woody Allen isn't in it. And yeah. Match Point actually is probably the least Woody Allen film of all of his movies.
0: Well, that's what I was saying. The last two tickets, like Match Point, Blue Jasmine, Vicky Cristina Barcelona, yeah. Yeah. even like Midnight in Paris. Paris like I yeah. think, I think if it had been made twenty years earlier, Woody Allen would be playing that Owen Wilson character, yes. but. But it's not those ones. Like you can separate him from it because he's not in it and he's not presenting Uh himself. But the movies and then watching that documentary, the movies in which he is clearly like the main character. Uh It's just it's so disturbing to hear to watch those things and then to hear what was going on during those times, what he was doing, his actions, and it's it's really hard to. What's the word? I'm like disassociate disassociate from it. The yeah. two of the yeah, and so I took scoop off of your list, so you're not gonna watch it. Okay. It's also really hard to find, so <laughs> there's so you, that too.
1: So but. you really are... you're gonna completely boycott I'm Woody I'm not Allen? Watch them Woody Allen. Nope. Wow,
0: I'm done. That's good sorry. for you. Sorry. No, you know what? Not sorry. Because also watching, listening to Dylan Farrow explain everything that she's been through, and like mm-hmm. listening to Mia Farrow. And the other siblings are involved and people who were like in and out of their lives at that time, mm. listening to their stories and what they went through. Like I, it, I found it really compelling. And if you haven't watched it, I urge you to. It's on Crave. Um, if you have HBO, then yeah. you're in America,
1: it's on HBO.
0: Yeah. Listen HBO to Max. Alan versus Pharaoh. Don't listen to it. Watch it. Watch Alan Watch versus it. Pharaoh.
1: I mean, and this is, this is such a conversation than the world of art just because artists are people and they do terrible things as well they do great things and they do terrible things and for me whenever this conversation comes up because it comes up a lot because i i like to talk about chinatown because i love Mm it i like to bring up well what about michael jackson
0: i don't listen to his music anymore
1: no i know you but i'm talking (laughs) about like other people i'm talking about like other people by and large people really like to make a point of Woody Allen, for instance. I think people make less of a point of Roman Polanski because they don't know it as well. Yeah. Like, they don't know him he's and also, they don't...
0: He's not out there in the yeah. in the world. He's not promoting himself yeah. quite often. Exactly. Yeah.
1: But people still listen to Michael Jackson super readily and still idolize him a lot. And, and there
0: are so many people who are so... That one is so dis- decisive.
1: That's the thing.
0: Yeah, like, there are so many people who, like who do not believe it whatsoever. And they are so grounded in their beliefs of that. And then there's people who do believe it and who are so like, it's really like, Oh, it's so complicated.
1: It's complicated. And like, I can't, I don't get to judge people who listen to Michael Jackson because I still watch Roman Polanski. And it's not to say that I condone the fact that he, you know, his statutory rape. I just say, here's a, a very talented man who did some bad things, but at the same time, he created some exquisite art.
0: All that to say, I'm I'm saying if you want to watch a Woody Allen film, by all means, go and watch it. Oh, no. Yeah, I encourage people to watch Allen versus Pharaoh and to understand that story too. But I would never say to someone like, "You can't watch that anymore." Yeah, yeah, because Do I don't believe would... in censorship.
1: But you would watch more Roman Polanski stuff or continue to watch his stuff.
0: That was so. Then I tried looking up like what has the victim and all of this said because that was really what moved me towards like abolishing woody allen mm-hmm. was that i'm hearing this victim talk mm-hmm. about it and it's impacting me and the same thing with michael jackson like watching yeah, finding neverland. Finding yeah. neverland not fi- is it
1: finding neverland yeah
0: isn't that the the johnny depp movie?
1: the kate, kate winslet johnny depp movie <laughs> isn't it finding neverland no that it's... is definitely the <laughs> i don't think it's finding neverland <laughs> leaving neverland <laughs> <laughs> yes finding neverland was one movie Leaving Netherland is the documentary yeah. about Michael Jackson.
0: Yes, um yes. So like watching Leaving Neverland really impacted me and I kept trying to find things about the 13-year-old that he raped. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find like too many. All I could find was like Whoopi Goldberg defending Roman Polanski, <laughs> which is really interesting. But she hasn't spoken out about she it too much no. and said. And so like it's just so muddled i don't like it's i don't like this like unevenness of it because like yes he he definitely did it i don't think he's ever shied away he ran away from
1: the police so he did it like there's no denying it it. there's
0: no denying that he did it but then like these are good films like i i am upset that i've never watched chinatown before because i really enjoyed this this is probably now one of my favorite movies that i've ever seen and like Oh, it's so tough, Nadim. So
1: tough. So tough. Have you seen The Pianist?
0: Yes, I, I did like The Pianist. Yeah, he's
1: a good, good film director.
0: He's a very good director. He makes beautiful films.
1: Beautiful films. How do you feel about the fact that Roman Polanski won his Oscar for The Pianist, well after all of this transpired?
0: Yeah, that's interesting to me because I was thinking about that and like I remember when Kate Blanchett was nominated for Blue Jasmine, yes. there was all this hubbub of like should she be nominated? It's like well no her performance is really good. Is amazing yeah yeah it's a very good performance and like that's not woody allen do you know what i mean like yes, but he's should should she have done should
1: she have done a film with woody allen
0: yeah that's that's the real that's should the question should we be giving woody allen movie movies. money to make movies
1: should all of these people i mean Kate Winslet Jodie Foster did carnage with Roman Polanski, Roman Polanski. after the fact woody allen has worked with all of hollywood over the years over and over again <sighs> And I don't we, like and, it. <laughs> and we as consumers, have condoned it. Condoned it. You can blame the Academy as much as you want, but it's not like these are movies that have bombed because people have, you know, not gone to see them, and then the Academy has awarded them. No, we have completely been complicit in that as well. And I will say, I think Blue Jasmine is a very good film.
0: It is a really good film. It is. It's sad. I'm not going to watch it ever again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but. Do you know what I mean? It's a very it's a very complicated situation and I don't I also don't think it's like a black and white situation. I don't think there's one way to deal with it. And I think you I I do think if you don't want to watch Woody Allen but you're okay watching Roman Polanski, you do you man. It's yeah. your you have to be able to live with your choices at the end of the day.
0: There is the guilt though. And it's like how do I live with this guilt? Like I don't know. Woody Allen is just so prevalent right now. I think it's it's being shunned shown mm-hmm. into my face and like how do I ignore that? Whereas like people don't talk about Roman Polanski as much or even when like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out people weren't talking about that aspect. They were talking about the tate LaBianca murders and all of that but no one was saying like well did you also know that Roman Polanski, yeah, Polanski did Polanski was married to her yeah yeah, it's interesting he kind of people write him off. Do I don't know because if... he does really good work?
1: I think I think a lot of people have the same complicated Relationship with Roman Polanski because I think the difference with Woody Allen is I think it's also how loud everything with Mia Farrow and Dylan Farrow has been over That's the years. True. Like the, it has it has kept going with and Roman how he Polanski. Her, yeah, yeah, he gaslit her and all of that, and like that. And the fact
0: that he married his daughter, d-
1: adopted Sorry. daughter, and like oh, there's multiple things that happened with Woody Allen, and not to say this makes it any better, and not trying to justify it. Roman Polanski had one incident, and then. There hasn't really been any other research like anything else after that. So that whether we know, that we know well, yeah, but that's but we can say. We can say that about anyone. So yeah. we we don't there hasn't really been anything else. So something happened, he ran away from it, and then moved on from it. So largely I think and she hasn't come out. She hasn't come out to say, I was don't the one watch don't yeah. watch his films. You know, you're supporting someone. So who knows what has transpired between the two of them. We don't know. And I think maybe that's why it's easier for people to accept Robin Plansky mm-hmm. because it was something that happened once. I don't know. Like, even uh, as I say it, part of me is just like, but you know, well, we're, not gonna yeah. we're not going to solve this. No, we're never going to solve it. And I th- I think, but it's so hard to not have this conversation when you talk about his films, because yeah. how do you separate the, how do you separate the, the filmmaker from the film?
0: Such a terrible person. Yeah. From...
1: Such an exquisite film. Such Yeah. But jumping back to Chinatown, I want to know why haven't you seen this before?
0: I honestly don't. Well, I think um, age is probably the biggest yeah. factor. This was made in 1974, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't born until 1981. So well, not... I mean, <laughs> you have I seen mean, a lot of films. Yeah. my age out there. <laughs> you
1: have seen a lot of films that were made way before you were born.
0: Accessibility to. I think that's probably a factor of it. It's come up a lot. And like, especially for me, because I do enjoy film noir and I like a mystery. I am really surprised that I've never watched it. I don't know. I don't. There's no like defining reason. I think um, it was ever on TV (laughs) when I was a kid. I even brought it up to my dad because this is like his kind of movie. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> I was like, why? Like, you made me sit through hours of James Bond, but yeah. you didn't have me watch Chinatown. Like, yeah. I'm questioning him a little bit. But, um, no, I don't really have like a, a defining moment. I'm upset, though, because there's been there could have been so many times I could have enjoyed this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good film.
0: It's really good.
1: I'm so glad I made you watch it.
0: Yeah. Also, if you want to watch it, it's off of Prime now, which is yeah, so Yeah, I know. It
1: was just great timing.
0: But no, anybody else who wants to watch it,
1: no, they have no. to pay
0: for it. But you should pay for it. I think it's worth it. It is
1: absolutely worth it. Absolutely yeah. worth the price. Mm-hmm. Do you have any sequel prequel ideas?
0: So, interestingly enough, I watched... Oh, yes. What is the sequel to this, which is called The Two Jakes. Mm-hmm. I will announce to you here, I will not be putting that on your list. Okay. Only because I can, I can see the... Esteem you have for this film. I can see your love <laughs> and your passion for it. And I don't want to be the one to subject you to. Thank the you. Sequel oh, of this was movie. it not good? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not great.
1: Okay. It's not
0: good. <laughs> um, it's bad. I don't want to be the person that says, You have to watch this. Yeah. So I'm not going to do that to you. Thank you. I would like to know more about Faye Dunaway's character, Evelyn, and I would like to see that that history and what kind of led her to these things here Mm -hmm. that would be really interesting that was my only prequel idea because i did also hear about what david fincher is doing and so i'm kind of excited about that you're gonna leave your boy david to do it my boy david (laughs) love you finch
1: love you finch if you're listening
0: imagine if trent Reznor and atticus ross does the music for that like
1: (laughs) they might they might
0: cry (laughs)
1: <laughs> He's, he only works with them now. He hasn't done any, a project without Trent Rezor and Atticus Frost. Well, he shouldn't. Since they, they, they
0: make sense together.
1: They do. Yeah. All, all of them. They do. Yeah. But yeah. Do you have anything else you say or do we jump into ratings?
0: Let's jump into our ratings.
1: Okay. I will go first since it was my film. Yeah. I love this film. I don't know if I can rate it anything less than five stars because <laughs> it is my all time favorite film. So I think I've said everything I have to say. This is an a. a masterful piece of filmmaking. Every time I watch it, it still feels fresh. It still feels new. It still feels relevant. Yeah. It is, it is a movie about water and about like water (laughs) wars, which I think when I, when I first sat down, I had heard so much about like, it's such an important film. It's such a big film. It's such a good film. And I was just like, but it's about water Water. in LA. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, it's not about water in LA. It's about so much more. And don't let that deter you. It is, there is obviously some bureau, bureaucratic stuff at the surface of this, but it, dig, it digs so much deeper and it's so interesting and so relevant. I love this film. It is a five star rating.
0: Beautiful. Love that for you. Thank you. Yes. All of those same sentiments, mm-hmm. even watching it, there's so many things that I was like, this is such a, like an important movie to film culture. Cause like, like I said, watching it, I was like, oh, this is Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> like, yeah. everything Leo has done in movies that I've seen growing up is what Jack Nicholson does in this movie. And you can yeah. tell he gets a lot of inspiration from that. And I love that. I love watching old things and being like, oh, someone might have taken this from that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's just like, it shows you the work that's put into being an actor, which I think not a lot of people appreciate. Yeah. Um,
1: Good acting like, is hard.
0: Yeah, and that's and this is the thing. Like I truly believe Jack Nicholson was this detective finding things and like when it is so natural like that, that is really masterful acting. Like mm-hmm. that is it's perfect. Yeah. Um and so he does a very good job in this movie. I'm sure he knows that. <laughs> but Jack, Nichol- this-
1: Jack Nicholson is very fond of himself, so I'm thinking I think he knows it. <laughs>
0: But yes, all those same sentiments, just a really, it was also, it's fun. Like it's not, yeah. you would think film noir can be really serious and and down and like the subject matter can be a lot sometimes, but this was like, it was a ride. You are the detective, you're in the driver's mm-hmm. seat, you're figuring out things as you go along, which is always fun to be a part of. And then the one, the one thing I have my issue with it is the Faye Dunaway character mm-hmm. of Evelyn. I think... I know it was of the time, but there's a lot more that could have been done with that role. So for that, I'm giving it four and a half stars. That's
1: good. That's good. I'm totally okay with that. You're okay with that. I'm glad you liked it. I'm really glad. Because the one thing I've realized as we've started to record our episodes is that I think the fear of the other person, if the intention is for the other person to like it, then the fear of them not liking it looms large. It
0: does
1: cuz there's, so <laughs> there's some movies scared. cuz there's some movies for recommending where you know the other person's not going to like it but there's another reason you're recommending that they watch it but when i'm telling you this is my all-time favorite film and you're going to yeah. be like it's two stars okay. it, it would break my heart
0: <laughs> we didn't even talk about like the Houston connection
1: oh my god yeah the other thing we didn't talk about <laughs> is faye dunaway's eyebrows
0: eyebrows oh my gosh <laughs> i don't terrible.
1: know why there were i don't know why they were Literally drawn on with a single line of pencil. So,
0: um I read that Roman Polanski's mother had very similar eyebrows and he really oh. liked that look and he and he wanted his mu mo- the Bay Dunaway's character to look like his mother. Take with that what you Yeah, thinking. exactly. I was
1: just gonna say, I'm like that's, that's definitely that's, yeah. some Greek tragedy going Polanski on. He had
0: there. a very interesting life. Very interesting so. life, yeah. yeah.
1: Because they shaved off her eyebrows and you can see where her like natural brow line is. And then it. they drew in these half circles into her forehead.
0: And then like, remember when we watched Bonnie and Clyde and we're like, she's gorgeous. She's she didn't so look beautiful. gorgeous here. Yeah. She, don't, no,
1: she doesn't. She's no. beautiful. She still is. But yes. the eyebrows really take away from it.
0: The I- I- They say the eyes are the one of the soul. No, it's the eyebrows.
1: It's the eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we didn't talk about, there's still, I'm sorry we went to, (laughs) I feel like we went to ratings too soon because there's two things. We did, (laughs) did you, this did not win Best Picture.
0: What won Best Picture?
1: Godfather 2. So Godfather 2 and Chinatown were in the same year.
0: What did I rate Godfather 2? Let me see.
1: I think you gave it four and a half stars too.
0: Godfather 2, I gave four and a half. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you liked it more than one. Yeah. I gave four and, I think I gave one four and a half and I give this four and then three God knows what. (laughs)
0: Uh, three, you gave it one and a half and I gave it two.
1: Yeah. God, three.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. But I mean, that's similar to the two Jakes. So... (laughs) Yeah,
1: fair enough. Yeah. And then Jack, Jack Houston. John? John Houston. Sorry. Jack
0: Houston is like alive today and like (laughs) a young guy who's kind of (laughs) hot.
1: The one thing I always take away from this film is also how skeezy he is as his character. I don't actually ever have a visceral reaction to like villains in films, but he's this so gross. Disgusting. He he's gross. Despicable. Like, <laughs> and it's any time you watch it, he's just gross. And there's something about him that mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, you are absolutely vile.
0: Yeah, and at the end when he's trying to like have a relationship with Catherine, I was like, you stay oh, away from that
1: yeah. girl
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> like I would have driven off.
1: Yeah, you would have driven off with the gun. Like, Catherine, yeah,
0: Catherine, I'm so. your grandfather. Stay away from him. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, ugh. God, it's so good.
0: When a movie invokes that much, like, passion and I concern, know, that's though, the isn't thing. that such a great feeling? It's such
1: a great feeling. Yeah. It's so, Oh God, I could talk about it forever. Yeah. But yes, that was Chinatown. I'm glad you liked it. I'm so Yay. glad you liked it. Yay! Yeah. Excellent. So, But, Mitha, now it's my turn.
0: Yeah. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. character.
1: Save world. world. <laughs> that's how we'll say it every time now.
0: Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry.
1: We're going to have to remember the theme song.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should, like, record it. Record
1: it? Maybe. Yeah.
0: Okay. And you'll splice it in. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, are you ready? Okay, yes. Okay. So... I'm going to be terrible uh, at this,
1: I know, already. But okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one is going to be a little bit difficult. Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I picked two. two of the characters kay. are from a director's previous movie. Okay. Okay? So... Do, should I explain the game again or no? We're
1: no, okay. I think our listeners, there are listeners, they know.
0: Okay. So Nadeem has to guess what the movie for next week is. Yes. And so the characters that I'm giving you are Simon, or I don't know if it's pronounced Simon or Simon, Marvon, Detective Loki, and Louise Banks.
1: Okay. So Jake Gyllenhaal is Detective Loki. So Denny Villeneuve?
0: Yeah. Do you like director, correct.
1: I'm watching a Denis Villeneuve film? Yeah. Am I watching Polytechnique?
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I also ah! forgot to put a timer on.
1: <laughs> I'm so excited!
0: It. There you go! <laughs> you know how much I love Denis! <laughs> I do know how much you love Denis. And so this one, I debated between this and Veronica Mars as your first one. Ah. And I thought I will go like easy and fun for the first one and then yep. something like serious for your second <sighs> okay. one. Oh I'm so the excited. subject matter is very serious.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very serious, actually. <laughs> yes, it's very serious. <laughs> and this is his like, first, first film. This is even before Incendie, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, Nita! So Simon Marvan Is it Simon or Simon? I haven't seen Incendie.
1: It's pronounced in French. So Simon. Okay.
0: Simon yeah. Marvan is from Incendi. Yeah. Detective Loki is Jake Gyllenhaal in Prisoners. And then Louise Banks is... I don't know. Oh, it's um, Amy Adams and Arrival.
1: Oh! <laughs> oh, I forgot about that.
0: And you love Arrival.
1: I would love Arrival. <laughs> yeah. This How is my you. problem, and this is what's going to be hard about this game, is that even in movies I love, I'm going to forget character names. There you go. So, But I, I did it I, this time.
0: Yeah, you did it. Congratulations. It's yeah. $1.99 on Apple, so you'll have to rent it.
1: Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with it.
0: I'm so excited. There you go. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, nice. that was
1: that was episode two. My first movie, Chinatown for Mitha, and next week we are watching Polytechnique.
0: Polytechnique.
1: Yeah, by my boy Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> I hope he's listening. I hope he knows how much I love him. Denis. Denis. <laughs> Denis up, <boy>. Villeneuve. Bonjour,
0: comment
1: <laughs> ça va? Dune is probably going to come out in a theater this year now. <sighs>
0: Are people going to go to theaters?
1: I think so. Half of America, more than half of America is vaccinated. So theaters are going to start opening up soon.
0: But Canada.
1: So, not to get into this because <laughs> we're like an hour into this. But I think by the end of May, May everyone, have... everything's supposed to be open for anyone who wants to get vaccinated. So by th- yeah. the goal is, I think, by the summer to have everyone vaccinated. Anyone who wants to be vaccinated to be vaccinated. There you go. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Before we sign off, Misa, do you have any parting words?
0: Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown.
1: Yeah. Maybe.
0: Oh, that's like, it's such a good ending. Such a good
1: way to end it. And it's so, like, enigmatic. Mm-hmm. And it, like, you know exactly what he's saying, but you also don't. Like, it's yeah. so good. Oh, I love it.
0: But yeah, Chinatown, though, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's getting a bad it's a, rap. It's really gone through it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for Polytechnique. Polytechnique, (laughs) oui. Have a lovely week, friends. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number 2 Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com.
1: As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.